0: A sports bet for some picks destined to fail. It's time to hear what the Sports Daily staff thinks of the weekend
1: games. There we go. We what pick are a little we bit. doing? We can pick a little bit to Miley. Welcome back to Sports God. Daily. Uh, we're going to clear some things up here and decide whether Miley Cyrus is a cool rock star or not. We bring in Paul Savage to settle things in. (laughs) She sings rock and roll music and is like at the top of the chart.
2: She sings bubblegum pop. She's not a rock star.
1: She doesn't sing bubblegum pop anymore. That's a
2: bubblegum, what we're listening to right now, that's bubblegum pop.
1: Tommy, this song came out when we were in college. You're telling me this is a rock song, though? No, I'm not telling you this is a rock song. I'm telling you the new version of Miley Cyrus plays some rock and roll, and I think she's got a cool, gravelly voice. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's it, <laughs> Savage. I can't take it anymore. Savage. I what? I can't. I, I, I mean, her dad. Are you, cool?
3: Dad, cool. Okay, you're Billy
1: Ray Cyrus guy.
3: Well, sure. I mean, come on. Her
1: dad was more of a pop star than she is. Well, so let's let's put that out on the table. Okay. Well, well, good. I
3: mean, for gosh sakes, my my. I mean, this is. I mean, you know, you she, guys are if out of control. She didn't have a famous dad. Who would she be? Nobody.
1: You guys are out of Very control. True. Out of control. Who would oh. she be? She'd be an awesome musician.
2: Oh, for no she guys wouldn't. Sakes. She, she would Whatever. not. You don't run a talent. You, she was you, you and was Hannah up. Montana on the Disney Channel. Like I don't that's... know anything about that.
1: I don't I don't know. I couldn't tell you a song she played. You guys can go watch Last Chance, you with with old what's his face that's just a total, absolute <laughs> fool. And I'll I'll check out the new Miley song because I think it's probably gonna be pretty good. That's where oh we we'll go. I've never been let's more s- ashamed of you than I am right now on this show. I, you think you I've think that bothers me? Huh? <laughs> I'll wear it. I'll wear that badge of, of honor so proudly. Well, you all right, got so right, let's many make daughters. That's
3: picks. why you're just trying to cater your, your I would never
1: let my daughters listen to Miley Cyrus or watch her videos. No oh, way. Okay. No chance. Right. Not right now. Not now. Uh all right. 1240. Get that off our chests. Yeah, let's <laughs> make some football picks. Uh, Jad hit the music and then let us know where we stand because uh, not that we I feel like it's just like on repeat what we're doing each week with these picks. Right. Yeah. Paul
3: Paul winning. That's what we're. That's the repeat. Uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, it's
1: true. You you
0: didn't win last week, Paul. I
3: did too. No, the week
0: the week before, the the one we're getting ready to talk about, week seventeen you lost. Week eighteen you won.
3: Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you won.
0: You. you won last week, but yeah. you're not. It's not like you're on any kind of streak.
3: Oh, okay, well,
0: because you lost the week before. I'll take what I can get. Well, Paul, and don't be that proud of it. You went five and five.
3: What did the other two bozos do?
0: Well, they they did worse. Yeah, there you go.
3: That's why I can be proud.
0: <laughs> okay, so you can be proud you beat those two. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Sorry. Jacob, Tommy, both of you went four and six last oh. week. Paul, five and five. So, yep. Paul's still with a, a fairly decisive 12-game lead.
3: 12
1: games. Uh, it's going to be hard to make anything up. I don't think we're going to catch Paul, <laughs> at least in the football portion of this game that I'm, we play. I'm gonna,
3: you know what a sport I am. You know I. You know I enjoy competition. Here's what I'm going to do. I've done this before, and it still worked out to my benefit. I will pick first on every game. This will allow you two to kind of like okay. put me on some islands if you so choose. How's that? There's only 6 games, but I mean, I will go first. You guys right. can take lessons and roll the dice, go with me, whatever you want to do, but a chance to make up games this week.
1: How's that? Uh yeah, okay. Um let's let's do that and see what happens. Here we go. Uh we begin with the games on Saturday. And we'll just take these in the order that they're played. Seahawks at Niners. Niners, nine and a half point favorites. Paul, what do you think? Well, this
3: is a very interesting game. And and I'll be real truthful. San Francisco has my attention. And they've had my attention, oh, what, for about four or five weeks? I mean, you know, Brock Purdy is, is one of those really interesting stories. But I'll tell you what. Mike Shanahan, that guy can coach. That guy is a football coach. And, uh, you know, all the injuries they've had doesn't seem to have affected them very much. Other than Buffalo or other than the Kansas City Chiefs, if I was to have to pick one team that may win the Super Bowl, besides the Bills and besides the Chiefs, it would be San Francisco. And because of that, I'm going to go ahead and give nine and a half. That's a lot in the playoffs. Uh, But I'm going to go ahead and give nine and a half, and I'm taking San Francisco. Boys,
1: have at it. Um, all right, I'll go first. i I'm also going to take San Francisco here. Nine and a half is so many points. Um, I just think they're that much better than Seattle. You know, normally you'd say divisional game and all those things, but, man, it's the playoffs. They're not going to hold anything back. I think their defense is going to smother Seattle. I'll, I'll lay the nine and a half, too.
2: Well, in the words of Geno Smith back at the beginning of the season, y'all wrote me off, but I didn't write back. Uh, I'm going to take that island. I think San Francisco is really good. Uh, I think that they will make it to the NFC Championship. They've got a great defense. But I do think that the Seahawks can keep it within nine and a half points. I think the 49ers win. Don't get me wrong. But I think that uh, Seattle can cover that number. So I'm going to take Seattle. I'll take the points and I'll take that island.
1: There you go. Nine and a half. Yeah, nine and a half with a rookie quarterback. It's, It's not a bad spot. All right. Chargers at Jags. Jags getting two and a half points at home. Uh, Paul, what do you think here?
3: Well, this is kind of one of my tosses of the coins. I can really go either way. I think I could probably make a case for both, uh, you know, particularly with the two and a half points. Uh, Just because I like their uniforms, I'm going with the
1: Chargers. Uh, All right. Tommy, what do you think?
2: Well, look, I'm going to lay out a scenario for you that might be a little bit uh, better Uh, Explained than just I like their uniforms, Paul But uh, regardless, (laughs) this is what I think is going to happen I think that the Jacksonville Jaguars Not only are going to cover I like them on the money line to win the game I think the Chargers lose On the road in the wild card round I think the Chargers fire Brandon Staley And I think Sean Payton is the new head coach Of the Los Angeles Chargers next season So I'm going to go ahead and take the Jags I'll take the points But I do also like them on the money line
1: I'm gonna take the Chargers as well. I think it's very dangerous. I think it's just a, um, I I, I think it's just a talent bet. Honestly, I think it's just talent sits here. On I get
2: two islands out of the first two matchups. That's awesome. You got guts. I'm gonna say that about you. You got guts, my
1: friend. It could be a catastrophe as well. Okay, so another massive number here, Paul. The Dolphins getting 13 and a half points at Buffalo.
3: Interesting, a lot of points, but Buffalo's pretty good. Uh, weather may have something to do with it. I I'm not sure what the forecast is, but I can tell you it will be cold. So uh, Miami is is without Tua. I think Tua's still out. Is that right? Double check me, Tommy. Correct. You're my you're my Correct. injury guy. Still yep. out. So uh, there was talk that he might get back for the playoffs, but not yet.
2: So Skylar Thompson will be starting at quarterback for the Dolphins. They've
3: gone down past the second uh, second tier guy, and now Skylar Thompson. Well, possibly. I haven't heard that he is for sure starting, but he probably will be. So that could be a disaster in 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 the NFL for such a young, young quarterback in his first experience in the playoffs against basically one of the two or three teams that can win the whole thing. I know 13 and a half is a lot. Gosh, that's a lot of points. But I'll tell you what, I'm going to go ahead and take Buffalo. This could easily be a 35-7 game. It really could. It could be just like that. So I'm going to take Buffalo.
1: Uh <sighs> I you know what? I think I think Tommy's gonna take Buffalo here. So in the interest of continuing to mix it up, I'll take the thirteen and a half points. A backdoor wow. cover very much in play on thirteen and a half points. You got you could be down you could be down twenty, right, and get a late garbage touchdown and cover this number. Yep. So I am gonna take Miami, I'll take the points.
2: All right, that a boy. Well, you know me very well because, uh, yeah, I'm not taking the Dolphins. Uh, I mean, come on. Nothing against Skyler Thompson, but they don't have the firepower to keep up with the Buffalo Bills on the road in Buffalo. Uh, I agree. And, you know, the Bills have—they might they might end up being a team of destiny. We don't know, but I do think they easily get past Miami. Uh, I'll join Paul, I'll take the Bills, and I'll lay the 13
1: i also think they easily get past miami i just think there's a chance for a backdoor cover at numbers that big all right so now we go to minnesota hosting the giants the vikings three point favorites here this to me is probably the most difficult uh to to get a grasp of paul what do you think
3: well, Minnesota has been probably the luckiest football team when it comes to some of their wins of of anybody in the entire NFL. That may continue into the playoffs. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. But I think when you when you look across the board, I think my I think Minnesota uh, Vikings have more talent. They probably have more weapons. They have the capacity of big plays. Uh, for that reason, three three points. Uh, not a whole lot to really sway me one way or the other, but I think Minnesota probably gets it done at home. I'll take
1: Minnesota. Uh, all right, Tommy, you're, you're, you're up here.
2: All right. Uh, this one is a really difficult one. Uh, and I'm going to go, I'm going to remind you that I'm on record at the beginning of the season saying the Minnesota Vikings would win the NFC. Um, I I, yeah, I mean, I'm pot committed on that. I don't really think it's going to happen. So I'm actually going to go against what I said at the beginning of the season. I think the the Giants can cover. Um, Will they win? I don't know. I mean, I I, I guess I like them on the money line. Um, But I'm going to take the Giants plus three solely because of Brian Dable. I think he's been the bright spot in first-year head coaches in the NFL. Uh, And so, yeah, for that reason and that reason alone, I'll take the Giants and I'll take the points.
1: Uh Paul, which direction did you go on this one? I went ahead and took Minnesota. I
3: gave the uh, uh I mean I took the three okay. and
1: gave uh yeah, Minnesota. So Tommy and I will have a reckoning here on records because I'm we have not picked the same on anything. I'm gonna take the Vikings as well. I don't again, I I've had a harder time with this one than any. I don't like it. I actually like the the 48 as a potential over. Uh, more than I like anything on the game itself. But at home, you know, it's it's always like, is this a Kirk Cousins ballistic game or not? I think there's a, about a 50-50 chance of that. I'll take the Vikings. All right. Baltimore-Cincinnati. This line now has moved to 9.5. Doesn't look like Lamar Jackson's going to play Paul, what do you think here?
3: Well, as of last night, it's almost certain that Lamar Jackson's not playing. I guess his knee's pretty gippy. He can't put pressure on it, so that's a bad thing. But obviously, he's not going to play. You know, here's a psychological thing, Tommy. I like psychology. I'm a psychological mess, and I know it. That's why I like it so much. And that is that all the attention that Lamar Jackson has gotten in the last few days was Oh, he may play. Yeah. Is he going to play? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He might play. We're looking forward to him playing. You know, Baltimore will have a chance if he can play. And then all of a sudden, it comes out he can't play. He's not going to be able to uh, uh, play on the knee that's banged up a little bit. I think this is a team that has kind of a, a emotionally spent, part particularly because of Lamar Jackson. And I think that that 9.5 doesn't sound bad at all. In fact, I'm not sure it's enough points to make this game close. And this game is in Cincinnati. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Bengals. I think they easily cover on this game.
1: Yeah, I got it at seven and a half earlier in the week. Oh, it's it's still nine and a half, right? Nine and a half. Yeah, it is nine and a half now because we know Lamar Jackson's not playing. I, I, I'm with you. I think this might be the the best of them. I'll take the Bengals and lay nine and a half, no problem, Tommy.
2: Well, let's talk about the quarterback situation for a second. Obviously, Lamar Jackson is out. Tyler Huntley did practice limited. Uh, yesterday, so it could be Tyler Huntley, but it all it might also be Anthony Brown, their third string quarterback. Who's that? But here's a new here's a newsflash. <laughs> exactly, a newsflash. It doesn't matter if it's Tyler Huntley or Anthony Brown a quarterback. Uh, the Bengals are going to blow out Baltimore. I'll make it a clean sweep. Uh, the Bengals. I'll lay the points. Uh,
1: I, I mean, I'm not sure if I care if it's Lamar Jackson playing. I'm still taking the Bengals. Uh, okay. Yep. Cowboys, Bucks, Paul, this is this is the second hardest, I think, besides Giants, Vikings. What do you think on this one? Well, I guess, uh, by the way, the Buccaneers are getting two and a half points at right, home. Right,
3: getting two and a half at home. Well, you know, this is one of those games where I'm not sure I, I understand the line and I have those games there. Most of the time I I think to myself, Well, you know, Vegas gets it right most of the time. I mean, I'm not sure I understand this line one hundred percent. Uh but with that being said. Dallas is, I sometimes see flashes of really good with Dallas, and I see times where, you know, it doesn't look like they practice during the week. But with that being said, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. But you know something? Two and a half points probably won't make a big difference in this game, and I think Dallas comes out, and I think Dallas wins this game. Too many tools on offense. I'm going to go ahead and take Dallas. Tommy?
2: You're telling me that the greatest of all time, gets two and a half points in a playoff game at home. No. And he's trying to make another run to another Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, come on. Does he it's play linebacker too? Or Tampa Bay. What does he
3: does, does Brady I, play linebacker as well or is he strong hey, safety?
2: Which which is the, which which doesn't one? matter. The the, the la, I mean we've seen Tom Brady put the team on his back on countless occasions when he was with New England or Tampa Bay. He's done it multiple times. Uh, And I'm sorry, the fact that with the last time these two teams played and Tampa Bay absolutely embarrassed Dallas, give me the Buccaneers, especially getting points. I'll take Tampa Bay and I'll take the two and a half.
1: Uh, Not only all of those things, the Cowboys have never beat Tom Brady. I think they're like 0-7. But this is going to be the time. I'm going to pick this game with my heart. I'm not going to sit there on Monday night and not root for the Cowboys. Like, come on now. That Let's ain't go. going to happen. I, it's the playoffs. I, I'm taking the Cowboys. Good. I have absolutely zero confidence in it, but we're just going to treat it that way. Yeah. I'm not going to pick against them in the postseason. Let's go, Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, you know, Pull your heads out. Come up with a good game plan and be the better team on paper and on the field yeah. on Sunday. Uh, You know, Tommy and I are going to have... We are not going to be close in the standings next week. I'm a game behind him now, but what did we... We picked one game the same. So there will be a five-game swing one way or the other.
2: Whew. Well, and look, there are six games that we picked, and I got an island on four of those six matchups. I'm all in on this, boys. It's going to be fun.
1: Yeah, it'll be fun when you fall down and... I right. lose.
0: I've, I've got to say, Tommy, I really like the islands that you've got, especially you. Chargers, Jacksonville, because yep. if you lose a game because Paul likes the Chargers uniforms, I am going to exactly. laugh so hard.
2: I mean, it's not surprising. <laughs> He's picked games based on NIL dollars before. He picked a game, I remember, like two months ago, by talking about women on the beach in Miami wearing bikinis, and that's why he picked the game. Like, It doesn't surprise me. This is nothing new that Paul's picking games based on absolutely ludicrous things.
0: And yet, I I do remember that week where he picked every college matchup based on NIL. He destroyed both of you that week. That's right. That's true. That's
3: true. (laughs) Thank you, Jad. You're getting a raise this week. Make sure he gets that raise, Jacob.
1: I, we're we're gonna make we're gonna make some noise in these picks. All right, so there they are, kfhradio.com. We'll go over the winners on Monday. Uh, Paul and Tommy are going to take you the rest of the way here on Sports Daily. I'm gonna go flip on the new Miley Cyrus jam and see if it's any good. Oh, for uh, God's they can sakes. they can talk about Last Chance You all they want because I'm out of here. Uh, we'll talk to everybody for me on Monday. Tommy, Paul, have you the rest of the way for Sports Daily on this Friday edition.
2: We were good. We were All right. Welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily on a Friday. Tommy Castor, Paul Savage, Jad Chambers producing. Wrapping you up, wrapping this week up. And uh, I kind of feel like I am potentially opening a little bit of a can of worms here by asking Paul about this, but I feel like I should in the last hour, Paul, Jacob and I talked about how coach Jason Brown from formerly from independence community college and the show last chance. You, uh, has been in the news this week because he's been very critical of Patrick Mahomes, calling him a gimmicky quarterback, calling him overrated. Uh, we talked about it. We've talked about it a couple times on the show, uh, over the last couple days or so, but I know you are a diehard last chance you fan. And so I guess the floor is yours. You tell me what you think about Jason Brown. You tell me what you think about his comments about Patrick Mahomes. Uh are they misplaced? Are they wrong? What do you think of Jason Brown? Who cares?
3: I mean, I don't care about Jason Brown. He was he was an absolute disgrace to the coaching profession, if you ask me. Because one of the main one of the main uh, things that a coach is supposed to do besides win, and I mean winning is always important, is to instruct young men how to become men, good quality men, and how to uh, use what the lessons they learn in football to serve them in life, in in work, in business, in family, and all those kind of things. And that's what good football coaches do. That's what good coaches in general do, I should say. And he was not that. He was not that at all. He was – he was about an image. He was about Jason Brown. He was everything a football coach shouldn't be. So you're talking to the wrong guy. Now, that doesn't mean that Last Chance you with a couple of years that uh, Last Chance you was in Independence, Kansas, filming Independence Community College, and I've been to many games there. Shoot, I've coached there when I was coaching junior college football. So, I mean, I've actually been there as a player, been there as a coach, uh, been there just to watch games. And, uh, independence is a, is a, is a fine institution, but not when you have a guy like, like this clown, Jason Brown is, is, is such a bad thing for college football. I can't even begin. And that's part of the, the, that was the only thing that I have not cared for with last chance use. It was too much of a gimmick. He was a gimmick. He was a gimmick with regards to how he talks, how he speaks to kids, how he degre- denigrates kids. So He's not, you know. I wouldn't read one of his tweets. You would have to put <laughs> toothpicks to hold my eyes open to make me read one of his tweets. Because why would I care what he says? Now that doesn't mean that, you know. When when last chance you was at uh, at uh, East Mississippi College that it wasn't great, great stuff. It was great stuff. And even now, it's even better with basketball. I can't believe I'm saying this, but because of the stories that are are at uh, East Los Angeles College uh, and the basketball team that uh, Coach Mosley Brown has uh, has set up, uh, or I'm sorry, John Mosley, John Mosley, who is, uh, he's the head coach. And, and he should be somewhere. He should be, uh, he's going to end up at a big-time at a big-time job. Probably, I wouldn't be surprised in the AAC. Uh, I wouldn't mm. be surprised if one of the teams in this league takes him and gives him a shot. He's a man who cares about his kids, who can certainly coach defense, who can coach all aspects. But he teaches those kids life lessons. He demands a lot from them, both on the on the court, off the court. And it's a fascinating – I've really loved Last Chance you with uh, East L.A. College. By the way, Tommy, East L.A. College, would you care to guess how many kids are enrolled? Now, remember this is a junior college. It's only freshmen and sophomores, but would you care to guess how many kids are enrolled at East Los Angeles College?
2: 30- oh, I I wouldn't even have a, a guess. I mean, it, I could see it being a ton yeah. uh, because it's, it's in L.A., right? right? I don't know. Thousands, right. tens of thousands?
3: 33,000 as of this, wow. this uh, last semester. So 33,000 wow. plus change. So this is this is really interesting, and I, I, I love I love Last Chance U, and I'm a big fan of it, and I've watched every one of them and can't wait for the next one to come out. And uh, it's so much fun because it's life. It is real life. You couldn't do this at a Division I school. You certainly couldn't do it now with NIL, partly because you look at NIL, and it's going to alter the way kids uh, go to and pick schools. It's going to alter the way they live on campus or off campus it's going to change the way uh, kids operate with regards to, you know, because, you know, even though I was on full scholarship when I was at Baylor, man, there were times I couldn't, I couldn't go down to Whataburger. I couldn't go to Whataburger. You know why? I didn't have enough money to get anything at Whataburger. I had to eat in the cafeteria. Mm. I mean, that's not the way it's going to be. So it it it's going to be interesting. But uh, last chance, you you're a big fan of last chance, you aren't you? I I, I think well, you are.
2: So I I'll be honest. I didn't realize that there was it was still going. I didn't realize that it was still going on uh, with basketball. I oh. watched all the football seasons. Um, I watched when they were in Mississippi. I I of course watched uh, Independence. I I think they went to California for the last year of the football season, like in. In uh, in uh, Compton, I think was where they were or somewhere like that in California for the last season, um, you know, for that. So I watched all of that. I didn't I've not watched any of the basketball, um, but I'll, I'll tell you it was incredibly entertaining to watch Jason Brown. It was one of those things where it was like watching a car wreck. You can't you can't look away as much comments. as you want to. Yeah. You can't look away. Uh and there were times that I would watch it and I would think um I feel dirty for watching this because yes. of how and and I, I don't I'm yes. not easily shocked. I'm not the per, I'm not a person that's like easily offended. That's not me. Uh but some of the things that he would say I'm like, man, like it's it's making me blush. Uh and so I wasn't surprised uh to see him out of that job. And honestly when All of this controversy came in this week of him talking about Patrick Mahomes. I didn't even know he had a podcast. Apparently, he's got a podcast now. He was on uh, Jason Whitlock's show earlier this week. Uh, And, of course, Jason Whitlock is a pretty prominent uh, sports figure in the country. And uh, talking about Mahomes being gimmicky and overrated and uh, all of this stuff, uh, my first thought was, okay, this guy has always been a clown. He's a clown now. I don't know why anybody would have thought that it would have been different. I don't know why anybody is surprised, and I don't know why we're amplifying him. Um, And the only reason, Paul, the only reason that this is even being discussed on this program, uh, whether it's today or earlier this week, is because he did reference Patrick Mahomes and talking about his thoughts on Mahomes as the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm sorry, Patrick Mahomes is an MVP, Uh, he's going to win a second MVP, he's a Super Bowl MVP, he's a Super Bowl winner, Uh, he's the best quarterback in a generation, and so I honestly don't care what a failed Juco head coach in Independence Kansas has to say about Patrick Mahomes, and that's all I've got to say uh, about Last Chance You. I will, though, if I've got some time, maybe this weekend, I'll have to check out the basketball version of the show.
3: Oh, I'm envious of you. You know why I'm envious of you? Is because you haven't seen two great seasons of of East Los Angeles college basketball, and you get to see every episode from from last season. Well, I guess the season one season ago, and then the well, I guess it'll be two seasons because they're probably filming right now as this season progresses for next year. So you you get to see, but basically two seasons uh, of basketball, and it's different. Let me warn you, Tommy. It's it's different. It's it's different in the way you know operations of practices and kids and all those kind of things, it, it's different. Uh, it's different than football, obviously. and and it, it's unique in, in the way of practice and, and, and the way they operate and and you know you have more interaction with coaches and kids, partly because you got three coaches on a staff that uh, for East East uh, Los Angeles College, You've got you got three coaches and and you know you got about 13, 14 kids and so it's it's unique. Whereas in 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 JUCO football, you know you got sixty some kids and you got six or seven coaches and or eight coaches and and uh, you know kids seem to wander in and out and you can't follow that many and you can't be close to that many. It's different, Tommy. I'm just going to warn you, it's different. But it's different so, in a cool way. It's different in a really yeah. neat, unique way, and it's behind the scenes. People never get the chance to see this kind of stuff. They don't know this kind of stuff goes on. You don't know the highs and the lows of a young man who's 18, 19, 20, 21 years old who is is at the last, ch- at last chance. You He's in his last chance to get to a Division I school, his last chance to get that school and get to the NBA. It's his last chance, and it's truly fascinating what kids will do or sometimes what kids can do. It's a
2: fascinating
3: show. So I, you know, I I'm jealous that you get uh, yeah. to watch and start over.
2: So if if any of you have not watched the basketball spinoff, the second season premiered less than a month ago, actually a month ago today, um, and it's on Netflix, obviously. The last thing that I want to say about Last Chance of you before we move on, Paul, uh I'm I mentioned this to Jacob earlier in the show today, before you came on. And I just I suggested that maybe we ought to have jason brown on this program um just to hear his side of the story with patrick mahomes and jacob said that he was not interested in that uh if we were and i'm not saying that we will but if we were to get jason brown somehow on this show what would be one question that you would ask him before we move on one question that you would want to ask jason brown if he came on this program it's
3: a very easy question for me and the question would be simply this where do you rank you're affecting young men and teaching them lessons of life where do you rank that in your in yours on your scale with regards to being a football coach
2: mm, well, that's a solid question you know his his big uh, slogan i remember from watching his seasons his big slogan was hate me now love me later uh and I, I would just wonder how many of those players actually you know went through that process and actually ended up loving him but uh only they would know that. Let's move on here real quick on right. uh, sports daily before we take another break. So, uh, in the last hour, Jacob and I discussed the upcoming Kansas State game on the road at TCU this weekend. Another big test for the Wildcats. That's not the other. That's not the only massive Big Twelve game this weekend inside Allen Fieldhouse in Lawrence. The number fourteen ranked Iowa State Cyclones come in to take. Number two, Kansas, that game is on ESPN plus tomorrow, which I think is ridiculous that you have a top 15 matchup that is streaming only. It's not on a broadcast channel, but whatever it is, what it is three o'clock tip. And, you know, Paul, we've seen this Jayhawks squad uh, and it's happened at home a couple of times where they have had to come from behind. It happened against Oklahoma state in their first big 12 game. And it happened earlier this week uh when when they took on Oklahoma. They were down ten with five minutes to go. This is a, a big, big test for the Jayhawks. Your thoughts on this game tomorrow between the Cyclones and the Jayhawks?
3: Correct me if I'm wrong, but the last time you and I did the show together, we talked about about the Big Twelve and and how literally we thought that there were basically ten teams that could win win the uh win the Big Twelve Championship. And so I'm not I'm not I'm not sure why we would be surprised, why we would think that, well, you know, one team's going to be better. You know, uh, KU is so much more uh, improved and better than than Iowa State. Well, that's not the case, for gosh sakes. I mean, come on. They're in the team in the Big 12 that can't beat Kansas on any particular night, particularly even at uh, Allen Fieldhouse. I mean, this is that type of league. This is how good this league is. This, my friend, is just exactly how competitive the Big Twelve is. I mean, you're talking about ten teams, literally, that would have a shot at winning a Big Twelve championship, or even winning, you know, the tournament. And 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 so I guess it's. I'm not surprised. But I'm, i if, if Iowa State beats KU, Tommy, are you going to go? Wow, I didn't see that one coming. No, I don't think you no. are,
2: are you? No, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I mean, it's a highly competitive league. Yes. Uh, and what TJ what Olselberger has done uh, it, with Iowa State is, is nothing short of remarkable and, and how quickly he turned that program around when Steve Prome left. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch Caleb Grill, the Wichita native, the, the Mays High kid, uh, coming back to Lawrence, playing for Iowa State, doing well, averaging over 11 points a game. And he leads the team, uh, in rebounds, averaging over four rebounds a game. The thing about Iowa State, Paul, is that defensively that's where Iowa State is able to have a lot of success. They're averaging, their opponents are averaging under 60 points a game. Uh, it's like 57 points a game on average, Iowa State holding their opponents to, And so that's going to obviously be a point to watch a point of emphasis in this matchup can the Jayhawks high powered transition offense with guys like KJ Adams who can stretch the floor and Grady Dick who can pull up and shoot from wherever and of course Jalen Wilson who's a walking double-double Kevin McCuller I mean all of these guys can the Cyclones defense limit them and and frustrate them and make it more difficult for Kansas to score the basketball keep in mind Paul The matchup earlier this week against Oklahoma in the second half, the Jayhawks went 13 minutes without a field goal and they somehow won the game. 13 minutes. So Oklahoma's defense was stingy and the Jayhawks didn't shoot the ball well and Kansas still found a way to win. The difference between Iowa State and Oklahoma is that Oklahoma or that Iowa State, number one, has more firepower and also probably has a better defense than Oklahoma does. And Bill Self even said as much in the post game. He said, if you think Oklahoma's defense is good, wait until you see Iowa State. So that's what I'm going to be on the lookout for tomorrow in this matchup uh, because it's going to be interesting to see if the Cyclones defense can frustrate the Jayhawks and if they can find other ways to win.
3: How many points does it take for the Jayhawks to win this game because it's not going to be 57? If it's if, yeah, if, I think if if they're it, held I, to 57, this game, this game will be lost by the Kansas Jayhawks. Right. I'm I'm thinking, how about what would what would seventy-eight sound like to you? Is that sound in the ballpark
2: maybe? Well, I think it's lower than that. I lower think if, if the Jayhawks okay. can get I think if the Jayhawks can score over 70, 70. then they've got All a right. pretty good likelihood to win the game. Okay. Um, you know, and so that that's that's my thought on it. Because yeah, Iowa State they've got some scores on the team, uh, for sure. But I I you know Jaron Holmes Ah, uh, their guard is averaging over thirteen points a game. Of course, we mentioned uh, Caleb Grill, who's averaging over eleven. So they do have scores, uh, but I'm not sure it's quite as explosive as what Kansas can do on the offensive end of the floor. So I think that if Kansas can get can hit that seventy marker above their their chances of winning this game will skyrocket. Right.
3: Well, this isn't going to be one of those games where you get out and run the floor for the to cancel. I mean. Iowa State is a team. Well, that's, what that's, I, that's what they want to do. That's what but, they want to do. That's what they want to do. So,
2: but Iowa State—that's going to be the question, right?
3: Iowa State is a, is a disciplined defensive team, and in my opinion, one of the better defensive teams in this league. And they they are disciplined in in not allowing the ball to get out and move up and down the court a lot. I mean that that is certainly would be to the disadvantage of Iowa State. I think it's going to be a really fun game. I think it's going to be an interesting game. And uh, uh, it's probably the the highlight uh, for me for the weekend for Big Twelve uh, basketball action. I guess K State will take a look at them and TCU. That'd be okay as as well. But let's come on now. let Iowa State. Iowa State can win the Big Twelve. Well, I, sure I, they I, can. I've already said sure they can. Everybody can win the Big Twelve. But I mean, I mean the, Iowa State the, is good.
2: The performance the performance that they put on against Texas Tech earlier this week. I mean, they boat raced the Red Raiders. Right unlike anything we've seen in the Big 12 so far this season they absolutely can win the Big 12 along with teams like KU and K-State it's going to be a lot of fun by the way did I mention this game is on ESPN plus it's a top 15 matchup that's ridiculous it's crazy terrible it's horrible however you can listen to it right here on the home of the Jayhawks with Brian Haney here on KFH we're going to take a quick break come back our final full segment we'll talk a little bit about the Shockers in action tomorrow back in Psycho Arena. We'll do that on the way on Sports Daily. H. Oh, Paul, I've got, uh, I've got kind of a tough time here getting excited for this wichita state game tomorrow uh the shockers back at home coca arena taking on the 4 and 11 tulsa golden hurricane tulsa is not good uh the shockers haven't been very good this year in conference play they are back at home they've had about a week off uh after their road win against south florida on sunday uh and so this you would think paul this would be a game that wichita state should win uh they should win fairly handily because Tulsa is not good. They don't have a great offense, and they have an even worse defense in Wichita State coming off about six days rest. I don't know. I mean, I feel like this would be a game that if Wichita State can't get done at home, it would be a massive disappointment.
3: Oh, my gosh. It would be it would be the equivalent. I mean, Tulsa is historically one of the great opponents for for Wichita State, and we've all loved some of the classic matchups over the years. With Tulsa, but that's not now. That's not this team. That's not that's yeah. not what we're going to see tomorrow. And I don't want to say what if, but what if Wichita State loses this game? I mean, that would be catastrophic with Whew, regards to the fans. I mean, this would be catastrophic for this team. It would be catastrophic, could be catastrophic for the coaching staff. But I mean, it's just this is one of those games where you say, In a weird way, both teams won won conference victory between the two. One, it's a must-win for both teams. But it's really a must-win for Wichita State to get back on track. Uh, I don't think uh, Wichita State will lose this game, and partly it's because Wichita State still can D up when they need to. And this is a team that when pressed, when, when D'd up on, they're not very good offensively. And it's a team that will have trouble scoring points. This is easily a team that Wichita State could hold into the upper 40s. I mean, seriously, I could see yeah. that happening. Uh, I don't think it'll happen. I don't. You don't know, but but uh, I don't see. I certainly don't see Tulsa scoring 60. But uh, Wichita State's got to play well. They've got to. They've got to come out and play like this team is not 0 4 in the conference, and that this is a team that they've got to get better at. And and show what they can do. I just think it's a big game. Right. I don't care if it's you know two teams, one and seven between the two of them uh, in the conference. I don't care. I want to see Wichita State play well. I want to see Wichita State play great. D. That's what we've got to see. And obviously, can I? I might as well throw in
2: shoot better. How about that? I'll just draw. Yeah. just I'll well, just throw that look, in if you don't mind. Look. Uh, Yeah, uh, I I know I'm going to sound a little hypocritical here uh, because I mentioned at the very top of this segment that I'm having a hard time getting up for this game and getting excited for it. But that being said, I sure hope the Wichita State fan base can get up for this because um, I was relatively encouraged, and I mentioned it earlier this week, relatively encouraged by the grittiness of the Shockers on Sunday to come from behind and beat South Florida. Uh, led in large part to Melvion Flanagan, uh, but I was encouraged by their tenacity. I had questioned their effort at times, I had questioned their toughness at times, and they were able to come from behind on Sunday and beat South Florida and get a much needed conference win on the road. So you've had six days to rest up. You've had six days to practice and plan for Tulsa. Tulsa is coming off of a five-game losing streak. They have not won in American play so far. And so, yeah, we've talked about the utter disaster this would be if Wichita State can't win. But I also think that you can turn the tide some if you can have a decisive victory against a team that you should beat at home. And then all of a sudden, I'm not saying that the Shocker season would be saved, but all of a sudden you're looking at two and three in conference play. Uh, and so you're you're right there. You're you're right below 500 with the chance to get to 500. Uh, the the season isn't done at that point. And so, yeah, I think that every game right now in this stretch, you're kind of towing that line as far as being a must win. Uh, but I, I I really, really hope that a Saturday afternoon in January against a noted rival for a long time in Tulsa coming to town. To your point, it doesn't matter that both of these teams are one and seven uh, combined in conference play right now. Uh, I would hope that Shocker Nation can get up for this game. And I really hope that the players can get up for this game, too, because they've got an opportunity here. To make a very positive statement in a season where they really have not been able to do so
3: very good point and I I really you've kind of jogged me in several different directions on your comments very well done and I, I appreciate that but here's the thing that that I see based upon what you're saying is that this is a big game to keep the fan base I mean a loss yeah, here it really is a loss here to to Tulsa. Would just almost cripple the fan base. Where would they go? What hope would they have if they're already kept, teetering. That yeah, fan base
2: is already teetering. They are uh, teetering.
3: Yeah. And 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 right now you look at what would a loss do? A loss against a team with no wins in the conference. They come into your house and win? Yep. Yeah, I mean you're you're gonna lose you're gonna lose a lot of people, Tommy. You're gonna lose a lot of yep. and you're gonna lose you're going to lose a lot of support with the coaching staff, and 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 we don't want that. It's a big right. game. I mean, have you ever thought to yourself, a team? It is two teams, one win between the two, and they're about to play, and it's a big game. Well, it's a big game yeah. for
2: one of those two teams. Three o'clock tip in the roundhouse. You can hear it on KYN 103.7. You can watch it on ESPN Plus. We'll be right back. Wrap up the show. Tell you what's on tap. It's all on the way on Sports Daily.
0: It's